Welcome to Real History. Uh, if you're listening to us, you are hearing this on the Bunkerzilla.co.uk uh, radio, online radio station, or you are downloading it from the Mixcloud. If you are downloading it later on in uncut form from our SoundCloud page, then thank you for taking the extra effort. Uh, my name's <laughs> Hugh David. My co-host is... Jenna Pateman. Hello. And we are here today to discuss a very recent movie, although, and, uh, although the history is now not so recent, um, and the squeeing is because we, is, Jenna loves it, but I happen to have fallen in love with the film as well. Hidden Figures. Yes. So it is one of my favourite films. Um, okay. I was so thankful that I went to see it in the cinema, um, and then it came out, as I mentioned to you earlier, on Sky, and it became one of those mm-hmm. ones I had on constant loop, and it's just... Right. Yeah, I love it, so... Badass maths one. Well, do you want to explain... <laughs> tell people why. Why did you love it? Uh, I'm not sure if people know this. Uh, I am a white woman. But um... <laughs> you mean they haven't guessed by now because you live in Cheltenham and you want to talk about history? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I could be another ethnicity. That's true. Yeah. Maybe. Cheltenham's <laughs> only like ninety nine percent white. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's not like a convention where you can totally just go. Oh, there's there's someone of colour. Oh, no, I know, I know. Color. And we are on radio, so... It's normally, where's Hugh? Oh, I can spot him. Yeah. <laughs> and thankfully, most people say it's to the hat. It's the hat and the laugh. Yes. So, so you love the film. You loved how you got to see the film. What is it about the film that you make you love it so much? And, 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 and I, you know, I appreciate that, obviously, you are... A different ethnicity from the lead, the lead characters. I'm I'm also a different ethnicity, although I'm a person of color from them. And uh, so, so it's not necessarily about seeing ourselves on screen, mm. which for some people this was a hugely important element. Was seeing the people like themselves on screen in this way for one of the first times. Yeah. But but what was it for you? What was the thing that made you go? Oh, it this was is amazing. seeing bad ass smart women mm. and just. Because, yes, as we, we've we mentioned, I'm not the same ethnicity as them, but it's still seeing women that are unabashedly smart and clever and just getting to do their job and contributing to something huge and also making those first steps into equality for both gender and race because that's one thing we've got to remember with nasa is that yes it was segregated well it was in jim crow south so it a lot of society was segregated for black people and white people but there was also gender relations there so on the sort of totem pole these african-american women were the absolute bottom of the social hierarchy and yet they met these women were so smart they managed to come through and just go pow with maths if that makes sense it's just also i love uh Taji. she's like i mm. absolutely adore her so <laughs> yeah no uh, speaking as a fan of person of interest um taraji p henson was a, an actress who came to me because yeah i discovered her through that show and i'm absolutely thrilled to see where her career has gone since and what she does and i love that she's using her um 
her her success to push forward the boundaries of what kind of work she gets to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that is a huge joy in Hidden Figures is watching her play, and as you say, she's not just playing a role of a smart person, a person of color. She's playing a an intellectual. Yes. She's playing somebody who is naturally gifted with math with mathematical ability. And you're right. I, I one of the biggest joys I had watching this film. So we haven't even told everyone what it's about. So let's let's just uh, let, <laughs> yes. me, let me let me get start at the beginning. I so, think people can guess it's about maths. <laughs> yes, and women. Um, so this is a film about um, the early portion of the space race in the 1960s, early six, very early 60s. President Kennedy is John John F. Kennedy is still president of the United States. Uh, Russia has launched the Sputnik satellite into orbit at the start of the film. Um, you have the physical, mechanical computers are on their way in terms of punch card design. Mm. But at the moment, a computer still, as a word in NASA, refers to a woman, a black woman specifically. Or There's also white women, but you don't see them. They're that's true. Computers. Sorry. There are two departments of women. One is black, one is white. Because um, it's the East Wing and the West Wing, isn't it, or something like yeah. that? The, 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 those gr- two groups of women who are incredibly mathematically gifted, who are called computers because they are literally brought in to do the mental, to do the calculations mentally and on paper. Yeah. That need doing. So they are incredibly talented, and yet they're both, as you say, it's a gender issue. Even though we don't see the white women, it's fairly easy to imagine that the women are, based on the few women we do see, that the white women are also paid less mm. and treated not as well, because we already see how some of them be- behave and are treated. Um, but this film focuses on the black women, because that is a story that, until the book came along, was not particularly well-known or well-told. No. And the book it's based on um, selects four women to cover. The film narrows this to three characters, Partly, I think, for focus for the audience, yeah. um, and and partly because of the the three they've chosen, the particular areas in which they excel are of interest. I think to uh, are more relatable to modern audiences. One is interested in becoming an engineer, which obviously STEM is a big push in schools in America yes. and Britain at this time. Um, Mary, one is who's played by uh, Janelle Monae. Yes, one is. Um, is 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 leading the group in the absence of a supervisor and is attempting to be awarded supervisor status, but it also teaches herself to become a programmer of the first computer that they're going to get from IBM. So yes. she goes and there's an amazing scene where she tries to get a book on Fortran out of the public library, and 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 is told off for not looking for the book she wants in the black section. Um, and it's it's a, we're a, a brilliant, brilliantly designed and handled scene, and sh- uh, shocking for people who don't know that that is that was the thing segregated yeah. libraries. Um, but yes, the fact that she then te- not only teaches herself and then teaches her whole group to be programmers. Yes, you know because she says she realizes this is the only way they future proof their careers, mm. um, and that's Octavia Spencer playing that role. Dorothy. And, yep, and then we have. The sh- what is the sh- it's the sh- it's the showiest role, but it's also the role that Taraji brings a real calm and grace to it, so yes. that it doesn't feel showy. Uh, um, Catherine Johnson, or Catherine. well, Goble at the start. Yes, and uh, Catherine Johnson is the um, the the mathematician, the first woman of color brought into the 
what is all white, all male, clearly yeah. in the film version at least, te- mathematical team doing the calculations to put um, an astronaut in orbit mm. and make sure they come home safely. And so this is so this, this so for people who don't know a lot about the space program but have seen a lot of movies, this sits very neatly alongside the right stuff which is a 1970s classic on the development of the space race from the NASA, from NASA. This fits very nicely behind it, beside it. This is a piece of, this is the backroom story, but it's even further than the backroom. It's the backroom to the backroom. Yeah. And it's, I, I thought the whole film was brilliantly handled. Mm. It's a feel good movie. It really is. Yeah. But at the same time, it does not shy away from the seriousness of what is going on at the time because this is also a time when because nasa of course is based in the south yes it's based in texas as well as obviously later on they have cape Can- they have cape canaveral in florida but in you know it, it, there are yeah it's it's a it's a movie where you can even though no one ever mentions it the accents alone to a, an english audience watching this you'll you feel you you remember films like the help you refer, not least because you've got yeah octavia spencer yeah. But also you 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 remember you know it sounds like civil war films when you hear kirsten Dunst's accent yeah especially with the yarl Yes, and you and and Kevin Costner, one of the yeah. most famous on-screen cowboys ever. Arguably, I know nobody would put him up. Most even you know, Western fans don't put him up there with John Wayne or Clint Eastwood. I think he is absolutely up there and deserves his place. And and I'm, I'm sorry, you can tell I'm a fan of Costner. I've been a fan of Costner since Silverado. I feel that the accents used, the setting, you know, you don't. If you're not an American, I think the film is cleverly designed to give you enough information so that you understand instinctively some of the conflicts. Yeah, and it never, that are built in. It says what the places are, but it never says what state. That's no, one because thing I've noticed. So you're either supposed to know where it is, mm. or at least infer that we're in the south. Kind yes, of thing. and they show you the civil rights movement happening in the background and foregrounded occasionally. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I thought was very clever is they've cut because because the actors they've cast as the husbands or the love interests are very good actors themselves. Men who are now, in this year now, are having really great career moments. Aldous mm-hmm. Hodge is in a massively successful TV show right now called City on a Hill, which has just hit Sky. Um, okay. But I but I watched Leverage for years, and he was in Leverage. He was really, really cool in that. Um, and he plays the Janelle Monet's husband. Yes. And he's very passionate about the civil rights. He's passionate about educating his children. But what I love about him is they show him being passionate about his wife. And he's not... He's angry on her behalf. But then when yeah. she decides to challenge things in her own way, he's with he's he's 100% behind her. Yes. And gets uh, the most romantic mechanical pencil ever. <laughs> Well, you know, I, but that's what I loved about that. It's yeah. that simplicity. You know what you know what kind of couple they are from that. You know what kind of couple that you know they they you know they, 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 he's the kind of husband who recognizes that she's going to be doing a ton of work, yes. <laughs> and what she needs isn't you know books or cash. What she needs is good quality, you know, <laughs> rota- you know, pencils. You know, yes. 
And I was just like, I, I thought that was it's so sweet. And that's the thing. That that's the word I've been looking for. Hidden figures counteracts the racism and the gender, uh, the, the the sexism, and the 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 snideness and the rudeness, even when it's hidden behind manners. They counteract all of that with sweetness. Yes. It's not that. Yes, there is anger. There is anger, but mm. there is also humour. And there is there is uh, there is sweetness. The music is so good. The the soundtrack yes. is fantastic. Um, um, that was actually uh, watched over by Fennel. Ah, I can never say Fennel Williams. Uh, oh, Fennel Williams. Yeah. Cool. So uh, he, you know, the running track that keeps popping up. He mm. sings that. So uh, it's actually on one of my um, Deezer playlists. Ah, so, fantastic. Yeah. So, so this is a very modern film that takes a very mm. modern approach, and you, and some would argue, I think, that it's basically a little bit. It can be, it can seem like it's being too on the nose. So, for example, one of the first lines is, um, Janelle Monae's character when she's driving the car to work, and they've they've <laughs> lucked into the, the police escort, and she says, "This is, uh, you know," she says, she she literally tells you if you don't know where and when this is set, she tells you. Yeah, she she literally tells you this is who we are. You know, this is where we are. This is when we are. You know, three black women chasing a white cop. She says that's a miracle. You know, uh, but I thought that was brilliant. I actually don't think that's cl- uh, uh, a bad thing. Yeah. I thought that was 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 smart and clever and funny and entertaining, and it revealed something about her character. Yeah, you know, it doesn't just tell us the history; it's also about character. You know, you learn she's that kind of character. She's the she's already shown herself to be sassy, but mm. now you realise that she understands. She's she, you know the, her her intellectual ability is in its own way the equal of the other two women. Yes, it's just in a different arena. Yeah. With a different attitude, would you say that's fair? Yeah, um, it's like the fact of uh, she's the one that bego- uh, goes on to become an engineer, and um, the her mentor—I can't remember his name—but uh, he is actually based on a real person. Oh, uh, the one, the one who gets the wonderful line about um, my my family was killed in the Holocaust, and yet here I am about to try yes. and send a man to the... A Jewish man about to send... The, a Polish-Jewish man trying to send the man to the moon, you know, yes. <laughs> in space. I was just like, that again, on the nose. Yeah. But, it's, but, it, but you can imagine him being so frustrated with her, he would literally summarise it like that. And uh, he says, if you were a white man, would you be wishing to be an engineer? And she simply turns and says that she wouldn't be wishing she'd already be one. I and thought that was just magnificent. Perfect. Perfect. Um, it is. It is. It's really, really, really perfect. Um, it, yeah. I, I. So much of this film, the craftsmanship that has gone into this film, the the, the thinking about the scripting and the, the the lines and the language and the delivery, because it is for a modern audience. It is yes. for a. I would argue it's even for a younger audience. I think it's actually for an audience who don't watch these kind of films normally. And yeah. I think that, and I think that's another reason why that you you don't want to spend time. They don't disrespect the intellectual capacity of the characters. There is a great deal of quite of high level mathematics on display. Yes, I just look at the chalkboards they have and go, "What? <laughs> that makes yeah. no sense to me." But to them, to yeah. the characters, that's like reading a book. 
Like, yeah, I mean, the limits of my mathematics is following the bit where she does the quadratic equation when she's a little kid at school at the beginning. You know, that's <laughs> that's it. After that, I'm like, I mean, I, I, I vaguely understand the references they're making when they're talking about the geometrical analysis that they need to understand because I understand the basic principles of, of spaceflight. Mm. But it's st- math- when they start getting into the, the high-level equate you know uh, algebraic and, and trigonometric equations and i'm just like i can't do this now you know um and 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 they, it was wonderful because the film doesn't it doesn't unpick it for you because they want you to be in awe of her ability because the yeah. other characters are in awe of her ability uh i i one of the things i thought was fascinating was jim parsons oh i loved his character yeah as you were saying to me earlier before we started recording, the, a lot of the white characters in the film are not real characters; they're composites of characters. Yeah. And Parsons, he's a controversial figure on The Big Bang Theory, but here he's playing somebody because you know we are one. You know, if you're playing six degrees, you know you and I are one degree away from him. The two degrees away from him. Sorry. Are we? Yes, because he worked in a theatre company in Houston that Monica Real did. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so when he got the job in Big Bang Theory, Monica was saying, oh, go, Jim, go, on social media. Yeah. So, um, bizarrely, <laughs> you can connect yourself to Jim Parsons in two steps. Well, you, isn't well, it like you, you, everyone sorry, knows each other in like eight degrees or something like that? Eight, I think within well, within six is the rule, but, but yeah, yeah you, you because you know me and I know Monica Royale, that puts so one degree is you to me, me to Monica's two degrees, sorry. So for you, it's three degrees to Jim Parsons, yeah. but weirdly, it's just one of those weird things now. <laughs> um, uh, but but here he plays the kind of person, um, that you can imagine his because his mother is a, is an interesting figure the the mother character in in big bang theory is an interesting character mm. because she's a certain type of southern evangelist oh, okay that I've not i've only watched a little bit of big bang okay. theory okay so the thing is in big bang like theory he saw, but... yeah he plays because he's a texan scientist although with potentially undiagnosed issue you know issues of of yeah. adhd or not ADHD, sorry, autism, autism in this case right yeah um but then in that, you know, people complain about that, but I've met so many academics over the years in universities who, like him, are undiagnosed and, and have, and, and, and people, ex- you know, he, they, 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 they try to work around him or with him, you yeah. know. Well, um, I was undiagnosed until I was 28, so. Precisely. Yeah. And, um, I think Parsons is, is, is an accurate representation, not just of that, but of how people react to his character, sorry. But here he's playing somebody who is, who doesn't carry that baggage. Here he's playing somebody who has, all the advantages that come yes. from being so focused and intellectually capable and mathematically able, and so he's landed himself in one of the the, the top tier jobs in the country. If you are that type of mathematician, which is working yes. in this team at NASA, run by Kevin Costner's character, uh, but Parsons becomes the focus for demonstrating how latent racism and sexism becomes overt the moment they are confronted with a black woman of such high ability. Yeah, there's so many scenes where everyone just stops and stares. Yeah, <laughs> and because it's that's like, what it's like. Oh, God. And it's just like, it's a woman. It's a black mm. woman. Shocker. Well, to the, a the, modern uh, audience, if that makes sense. But it's, it yes. really shows the period of this is strange because first they are shocked at the gender... 
and then they're mm. shocked at the race. It's or the other way round because it's as I said earlier, NASA was still very segregated by gender as well, and so even they would have been used to having a computer in the room, which sounds so odd today. Because it's like, yeah, NASA would be used to a computer. Um, except, we're, but, except we're talking about women. Yeah. but And obviously they're used to having a woman around because that's the secretary. But at the same time, they weren't expecting someone from, I guess, the East group to pop in. Because they've gone through all of the women in the West group. Because apparently the math is just that hard. And the mm. work rate is that difficult. Yes. That's... They need someone like Catherine in. So. Yes, I mean we 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 see very early on that they do long hours, they travel far for work. Yeah. We see that these women are compl- are hugely appreciative of the role they've got, even if it's not equal to the others. This might like see... help in their country. Yes, there's a... the film is suffused with a subtle nationalism. Mm. It's, it's it's there's a patriotism to the film that is very different from you know Michael Bay oh look the plane banks by the flag as it flows in the in the in the, in, in, in the twilight you know yeah. it, this is far, this is this is inherent in the dialogue and the decisions you know when Costner gives them when 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 the Russia when, when the USSR gets Yuri Gagarin into space. You know they're they're all watching it, and and they walk back from the TV room all the way back across the campus to their la- to their their room, and the Costner then gives them the speech. You know, the, the, yeah. the, 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 in a jock movie or, or or sports manga, you know, the bit where the coach gives the speech. Yes. You know, which is Costner's <laughs> always good at that. You know, he, yes. he's done that before, but he he does it really well here, and it's a really good speech. And and the bit at the end where he says, "Well, you know, there's the, I love how not I love, but because it's not nice. I, I I appreciate how they build in the latent sexism." You know, he says, "Go home, ring your wives. You know, yeah. say good night to your kids. We're going to be here for a long time." And he says, and he keeps calling them gentlemen, even though she's there, and the um, secretary, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, his assistant is there. Um, and she was very well played as well. I, I can't remember who the actress was, but she was very well played. Yeah. Um, um, so you know, but I, I thought it was very interesting that he just calls them all gentlemen. But one of the things you realise when you're watching the film is that he doesn't mean that yeah. as an insult. He He's actually just them all the same. Yes, it's a, it's a thing that a lot of modern audiences don't appreciate, which is that sometimes in that era, some of some of the men dealt with the issue by simply saying, "Well, you're the same as all as men to me," yeah. and I appreciate why that's not something that women or some women over the years have felt is 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 appropriate because they feel it's invalidating them their femininity. Yeah. Um, but in this time, in this place, it's an interesting thing to see because Costner's character, um, uh, Al Harrison, only wants he he's he's got one goal, and that is to get an American man into space. Yes, and he doesn't care how they do it. Yeah, he wants it, it, he yeah. wants the best people, and he's yes. found the best people. Yeah, and, and yeah, if that. Uh, I think that is summed up by one of the more controversial scenes where um, Catherine Johnson has to run from one end of the campus, uh, which is a couple of miles, Mm. uh, to another end, which is, I think she says, one and a half miles away, Mm. um, just to go to the toilet. 
Yes. And it's a scene that you constantly see of her running across with all these papers so she can still try and do some work mm-hmm. and then running back. And when he actually finds out about this, uh, it's because uh, at the time there were segregated toilets. Mm-hmm. Um, when he finds out and she does an amazing speech about uh, the racism and sexism that is in that room. And also the fact of no one's noticed she has to go that far. Mm. Well, they've no, they've noticed because that's why he's having the conversation with well, her. He's so just, angry with her, but just, they don't know why. Yeah, uh, they know she disappears for forty minutes, but they don't know why. Um, he goes and basically batters down the sign of for the coloured women's restroom. And has the amazing line of here at NASA, everyone pees the same color. It's brilliant, um, <laughs> brilliant. I love it when he. I just oh, I love that whole scene. I love yeah. the fact that he's got a crowbar and he's <laughs> trying to take this very. I mean, it's it, it's a heavy carved sign that has been attached to the wall with metal as a frame yeah. and he's he's smacking away at it, pulling the metal away from the wall itself, and then try, and he's just. It's just wonderful. It's just such a literal. It's not even a metaphor, is it? Because he's just physically saying, "This is what we have to do to sexism and racism. We have to take a crowbar to the institutions and wreck them." You know. And you, uh, another thing, you do see the difference between the different bathrooms as well. Oh yes, yes, because if we go inside them later on. When Octavia Spencer's character meets Kirsten Dunst, meet each other in the bathroom, and you can see that Kirsten Dunst's character is very uncomfortable with getting, and she's only, just, even though they've obviously been doing it for a while by this point, yeah, still getting used to it. Um, um, by I the was... way, just so you know, sorry, I just discovered something on IMDb. Um, the lady who plays Costner's assistant, Ruth, yeah. Kimberly Quinn, is not only an actress and a writer and producer herself. She's the co-producer of the film because she's the co-founder of the film company that the writer-director who made oh, wow. the film did. Theodore Melfi is her husband. Yeah, I know that he had the opportunity to go film uh, Spider-Man Homecoming but decided to do this film instead. Well, so. I'm really glad he did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're saying that as Marvel fans. We're yes, really going we in. really enjoy Spider-Man. <laughs> mm. But that 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 that's very interesting. That goes along. I mean, she was her acting was fantastic anyway. Mm. But it's interesting to note that you know she has an an incredibly important and prominent role behind the camera. Um, yes. Anyway, sorry that was an interruption. Coming back to yeah, it's fine. Uh, the the um, whole business of how the character. So yeah, so I think I feel like you're. I mean, you're right. I feel like the the characters we see. People like Costas Harrison and Jim Parsons, Paul Stafford. Uh, you know, these are are character. These are characters who um, represent. You know, Costner's an old-fashioned kind of man in an era where you still have a place for that kind of man, even in an intellectual pursuit. But he's but that that attitude he has means that even though he's lived for years with racism and sexism, he's at a point in his life where he he he's re, he himself has un, understands it's pointless. Mm. You know he's already made done things to make it clear that he dis, doesn't tolerate various levels of disrespect. I mean he's this the shame in his eyes after she's told him off, and particularly yeah. when she says about the coffee cup, the coffee pot incident, because 
all the when well, you were talking about all the men staring at her, so they, they stare yeah. at her when she goes to use the same coffee urn as the rest of them. Yeah. And the next day when she comes into work, there's a separate empty kettle put there for her. Yeah, with her name on it ridiculous. on a sticker. Right, but Costner himself, when he's when they've been told off and she walks out. He goes and sees this and takes the sticker off because he's in his office. He's away from that floor. He has not noticed. Yeah, and you can because see that he's the sh- in a level of privilege where he doesn't have to notice. But and also, I think be- that's how it gets over for all the white characters. I think. I think so, but I think in his case, there's an additional layer. Yeah. He, you know, he feels like she's already shown her ability, mm. so he doesn't understand why you wouldn't the rest of the team wouldn't then respect her yeah you know if, if you think again if we come back to the sports analogy as a coach he 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 he's got a team here of high flyers and he doesn't understand why a, a new team member having proven themselves wouldn't then earn the same respect from the others as he gives her yeah and so he's doesn't even look for the signs that there's a problem because when he comes down to the floor and talks to them, he never notices the smaller stuff. His mind is on the game. Yeah. It's on the planning. It's on the future. Uh, like he says to, 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 to Catherine's character early on, to, to, to Taraji's version of Catherine early on, he says, I want people who look through the mathematics. Yes. I want people who don't see the numbers. They see the future. They see what we're going to do with it. And that, that vision is why he can't see what's right in front of him until it's put in front of him by her. Yeah. And then his immediate response is shame. He takes the label off the pot. And then, as you say, he takes a crowbar to the sign. See, um, and I'm sure that never happened. Okay, I can't. Be- I need to read the book because it feels so movie-like. But, but it's still a moment. I'm glad someone put that piece of fiction on screen. Yeah. Because I needed that. I needed that catharsis to see that. Um, there were complaints about that scene because... Catherine Johnson in real life actually just went and used the white women's bathrooms. Oh, good for her. Well uh, done. Yeah. She was just like, no, F this, I'm doing that. Um, Which would have been an act- actually also good yeah, to have had. Um, so people, it would have been one less Costner scene, but it would have been good. <laughs> it was actually Mary that had to do the running uh, across the uh, campus. And so people were saying about the fact of it's kind of turned... Catherine's moment of like subtle um, resistance into a white saviour moment, which mm-hmm. I can sort of understand. But at the same time, the scene is so good. <laughs> I, I well, it's but I think it's important as well to represent that things you, you know, change in an institution like that comes also partly from within. Yeah. Um. It, I I I see the point and I acknowledge the point and I I personally recognise that if they had done the scene as it had happened in real life I would have actually enjoyed that too. Mm. However, you then would, well, yeah, I mean, I, it, you know, you you it's that problem where you cast an actor of the stature of Costner in a movie like this, yeah, and then you have to give him things to do. <laughs> Um, but he does everything very, very well. I wonder uh, how much he enjoyed doing that scene. <laughs> oh, I, I, you can see that he's enjoying it. Um, the other one he clearly enjoys is when he tells all the all the IBM guys, "I'm not paying you. I'm not paying you either." <laughs> he walks out the door. Um, and 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 the one I think he must have enjoyed the most is when he gets Catherine into the 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 the, the classified morning briefings. Yes. 
and he gets asked how the mathematics can be done, and he knows he can't do it, and he knows that Jim Parsons full staff can't do it, and he picks up the chalk and turns to Catherine and says, "Go on, Catherine, you do it." <laughs> you know, and I love does it, and everyone's it's, it's, kind of like. Whoa! <laughs> awesome scene. Um, I I don't know how far we trust IMDb trivia, but they say that it's just the Parsons character and the Dunce character that are composites. Oh, so Costner's playing most somebody. Of the white characters. Um, I think Costner's playing someone who is actually there. But as you say, yeah. they give scenes that he doesn't have to. You know, that didn't happen. I guess. Um, it, but, um, you know. going back to an earlier example that we discussed, it's mm. a bit like Chernobyl. Hmm. Like yep. they yep. they've had to put some characters together to make these people because at the end of the day NASA, like the Chernobyl incident, was just overrun with scientists and mathematicians. So mm-hmm. trying to get the actual numbers of people would have been difficult because apparently the space task group was actually much bigger. Oh, I'm sure. Thing, so. I'm sure there's there's a they they've done what you have to do with this kind of history film, which is one of the reasons you and I do this podcast. Yes. is they've made certain key choices, mm. and those choices reflect the need to make an entertainment. Yes, but I also think they are the 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 choices they've made are really really interesting um again don't know how far we trust imdb trivia but (laughs) they point out something that i would not have known which is that the separate coffee pot we were mentioning yeah the office brand of coffee is also visible it's called chock full of nuts Okay. Now, apparently, that brand is relevant because historically relevant because in 1957 it was one of the first major New York corporations to hire a black executive oh, as wow. a corporate vice president, and the man they hired was the retired baseball legend Jackie Robinson. Oh, awesome! Oh, that's so, a film we'll have to do at some point. Right. So, so that brand being there is symbolic. Yeah. As well as accurate to the time and place, which I find mm-hmm. fascinating. Uh, the other thing I find fascinating, because you know I said this is a good a good parallel to the right stuff. Mm. Astronaut John Glenn, mm. who is portrayed here by quite a young Glenn Powell, and he was actually a lot older in, the, in reality. The dialogue that they give the character at one point is exactly the same as the dialogue that Ed Harris playing the same character in the right stuff says. Oh, cool! <laughs> the, the, they they match it, you know, mm. be, and, and 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 also the scene where the women walk down the corridor in slow motion oh, is I also love ba- that scene. right, and that that's also that's their version of a similar scene when the astronauts do that in the right stuff. Yeah. So it's not just me going, oh, I think it goes well with the right stuff. There are deliberate parallels. Yeah. Um. At the same time, I think it's interesting that John Glenn did ask Johnson to review the numbers, but not on the launch pad. He asked for that yeah. weeks before they went up. So, yeah, it so was again, a few days, apparently. But, 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 but again, you know, so this is the point. This is why you and I do this podcast. Yes. We love this film, and yet we're busy citing historical accuracies and inaccuracies. Yeah. Why do we love this film? We like that it is a feel-good movie mm-hmm. about a piece of history that isn't easy to feel good about. Yes. Sometimes in this current era. We like the fact that the things that are fictionalized feel good to us as modern audiences. They feel important. Yeah, and I think also the fact of 
it doesn't hide away from the nastiness of the time period also because it's uh very much uh it doesn't hide away from jim crow because yeah. everywhere you can see those subtle things like just in the background you can see the colored water fountain and the white water fountain yeah you see the different entrances people have to go through you see yeah. the bus uh which is obviously one thing that i think british people know about civil rights is the back yes. buses. So... And, and and because they know that's well taught in american schools as well that's one of the reasons why the opening scene they're able to joke about it yeah. Yeah, and say, uh, you know, if you don't want a lift, you can go to the back of the bus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, the, 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 uh, the Octavia Spencer's Dorothy Vaughan gives that line, and I just laughed out loud because I was like, they, you, she delivers it with that right balance of uh, humour, but also cynicism. Mm. You know, she doesn't say at the front of the bus, she says, you're going to ride at the, you know, they know their place. Yes. And they know that they themselves, as women mathematicians working for NASA even if they are in uh, on a lower rung within NASA than everyone else they know that they are still privileged compared to other black women yes and they recognize that and it's one of the reasons they choose to do what they do and push themselves forward on uh, it's an interesting film because the film respects the human right the, the civil rights movement you hear audio snippets from the yeah. news, you hear King at one point briefly, you know, you hear JFK talking about NASA, you hear all these bits of pieces of, this almost like a, almost like an audio collage of, 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 of news and radio from the time, yeah. throughout the film. But it's showing you a story alongside that of individual people coming together within their group, you know, making advances individually and also helping bring their group along with them. Hmm. At one point, Octavia Spencer says something about, um, you know, I'm really happy that the two of you have got promotions because it, it, one of us advances, we all advance. Yeah. But damn, I wish I got my, I could be, I wish I was my, the supervisor. Yes. You know, and, and I, I really respected the fact that they, that the film recognizes the distinction between making achievements on an individual level and then making them on a group level and, and the way the two elements interact and that's why the scene with Costner is so important. Yeah. Because it's symbolic of the need for the organisation as a whole to move forward. And also, if a black woman had gone and done that, she, that you see the security guards kind of shocked standing yes. around. They would have taken her away straight away and she would have lost her job. It being the boss of the... Pl- well, yeah, very of high group. up. Of, yes. And doing it, they're not going to question him. Yeah, so agreed. It ha- that scene had to be someone like him to do with that. Yes, I kind of wish they had showed Catherine doing the, no, I'm just going to go use these people's bathrooms. But, because I keep saying it again and again, that it's that, like that resistance. But that is a really good scene and I really love it. And I, But I mm. know why it's problematic to some people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no. That, Sorry, uh, I keep going back and back on the. No, but that's points. what we we need to. We need to. Yeah. I think this is the way to explain why we are so passionate about the film. One thing I was also going to mention because I remember tr- again from Chernobyl uh, that we mentioned that it didn't show the uh, the scientists' families. This one, the families are a big part of the film, which makes me wonder if it's something to do with the fact of this is about women rather than it being about men. Uh, 
but at the same time it shows how important their children are to them their relationships with men but at the same time it doesn't make them just a mother just a fu- uh, just a wife which as someone who is a wife and a mother i really appreciate it shows women do have a place outside the home and can do amazing things and as someone that is I'm more intellectual than as my husband would say that having common sense as you know very well from many incidences over the past with us getting to see so a woman intellectual is just it's rare even for white women to get to see themselves like that which is stupid it's so stupid because that's one of the reasons I think we've progressed so much so quickly in the last I will say 100 years but I will say 50 years because we've started it's not only a third of the population getting to do the science the maths the getting to invent it's we're obviously we've got a long long way to go but we're starting to bring in every race every gender every sexuality and being able to put them and let them do what they do best so in the way of Catherine Johnson just getting her to do her maths which is what put someone into space for America and Mm -hmm. eventually got them to the moon Mm. that is the reason we have products like our my iPhone sitting Yes, there's countless of unnamed people that went into building this. And there's got to be some women and some people of colour in that giant list. Hmm. So I think it really shows that. And it's showing the first steps towards that. And as a woman who is of neurodiversity, it's nice seeing that. And it's just... Yeah, that's why it's a feel-good film to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that's really fair. I, I agree with that. I mean, let, let's talk about at this point then, because we've gone back and forth on the various elements. Do yes. we? I think we, maybe this is a good time to start trying to give it. I know we always. I, I know it's a bit of an arbitrary, arbitrary uh, formula that we've devised for <laughs> get, to keep this podcast, get some structure, and saying, oh, you know, is is it? Um, how much of it is feels real or is appropriately historical? Yeah. What do we think? Percentages, if we were to try and give it numbers. Given it's a mathematics film, this seems so appropriate. (laughs) 67.5. Okay. uh, So 67-ish, 67.5. No, you've got to have the 0.5, come on. Okay, 67.5, yes? Yes. Okay. Why? Why no? Why sixty-seven point five? Uh, I, the tiny bit of the white savior thing takes it down by that point uh, zero point five. Yeah, totes. okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so it would have been sixty-eight <laughs> percent. Oh, I'm so bad. I laugh at my own jokes. I'm sorry. That's okay. You, that's okay. <laughs> um, sometimes it's got to be a thing of if no one else laughs, at least you've got laugh. Well, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, but. Again, it's based a lot in the realism of the time. You mm-hmm. you see the background, you see um you see protests like uh the scene where you were mentioning about the library. You mm-hmm. see some people protesting outside. 
Uh, which interestingly is not just black people; it does have some white people in. Yes. Which again shows that it's not just one ethnicity's uh, not problem, but sort mm-hmm. of like fight. Uh, mm-hmm. There's always going to be people of privilege there to help fight because they believe in what is there to be fought for. It's like uh, as me and you were discussing earlier. I am a white woman, I get some privilege because of that, but it's Mm -hmm. not going to stop me fighting for people of other ethnicities because I believe everyone should be completely equal. That's what I believe. Um, Sorry. Um, That makes sense. That makes (laughs) complete sense. And um, that's why the woman, that the white woman that speaks to Dorothy in the library... I think that's why she seems a bit more on edge as well, because mm-hmm. there is a protest going on outside. That's why she's like, we don't want any trouble here, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Again, a very southernism. So it's so subtle things like that that I think brings it up more than something like Downton Abbey, where these are real characters, apart from a couple of composite characters. Um, Catherine Johnson is actually one of my heroes. Um there's a Barbie that's come out of her that I want so desperately uh, because <laughs> I do have a thing about dolls. Um, I've got to keep them away from my daughter. She's like, but they're dolls. So I should be able to play with them. I'm like, no, no, these are mummies. Um, uh, especially when the Disney princesses as well. Um, I am such a child sometimes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, there is a reason she is that amazing woman. As I put on my Facebook last night, the ending, no matter how many times I've seen it, gives me goosebumps and makes me tear up because it's just such a simple scene of her getting on with work again yes. and just typing and the way she's accepted as well. And then it goes into the epilogue this person did this. And it says about the fact that she had just received the Presidential Medal of uh, Freedom, which is, uh, for people that don't know, the biggest honour you can get in America. It's like being knighted over here. Mm. And the fact of, in her own time, she was sort of recognised, but the fact that she was is recognised now is such a big deal. And it's such an amazing thing for girls of every ethnicity seeing a woman like that. This is a film that I want to show to Evie when she's maybe eight, nine, because it's showing her, look, you might be good in this one field because she, she seems to be get grasping maths a lot easier than reading. And look, this is something you can do. This is the, to the level that you can do it. Like we've shown her stuff about the Paralympics and she's been amazed by what people are able to achieve, even with setbacks. So, yeah, it's... I've, I hope I've explained myself all right. Yes. It's just... Yes. You can tell why this is one of my favourite films, and it's just something nice to sit in for an hour and a half, two hours, and it it's feel good without disrespecting you. Because I find that a lot of feel-good history films will just gloss over the nasty bits. Yes. 
Yes, that's so. very true. And 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 that is I I think you're right. I think it's the balance the film finds between mm. the elements that feel good but they feel good because you've seen the difficulties and the um the you've seen you've seen the horror and the terror and the fear and they and what you see is people trying to deal with that. Yeah. You see the 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 the, the, the pleasure the joy comes from the achievements against these odds. Mm. And I think they highlight them. Yes, they choose, uh, you know, as we said, it has the cliches yes. of particularly an American historical film. Um, um, you know, uh, it's it, it, that, that whole thing about we said earlier about bringing in, you know, when she comes in and is involved in the last minute processes and things like that, you know, I, yes, I get that that didn't happen, but I appreciate, well, again, you and I haven't read the book. So again, we are, we're somewhat speculating on the things that do and may or may not have happened. Mm -hmm. Um, It it certainly feels like it's something done for the movie rather than, Um, but, but, you know, if you've noticed when she's running back across the campus, she knows the shorter routes because of all the running she's done. Yeah, absolutely. Route, and the I other, love that little And knot. the other guy's having to keep up with her, which yeah. is really funny, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so the thing is, I think the film works really well in that context. Yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 I love it partly because it's also great to see people I enjoy as performers being given meaty roles. Yes. You know, um, the, the I, men and the women, the, the the characters, the playing. You know, I love Kirsten Dunst, and she's never made me feel as uncomfortable as she has done here, although I, I admit I haven't seen um, her work for Lars von Trier, so maybe mm. that's why. But but she's she she gives nuance it's the line to her I character. remember for her the most is the, I didn't ask why. Mm. It's like... That kind of sums up racism in the South. Uh, it can do. Yeah, it can do. It's yeah, like, yeah. We're not going to question why things are happening. It's just this is how it is, mm, and mm. then you have some people questioning it and actually starting to make movements. And mm. I think that's also the thing is that the women know that they're on the point of change, and they can fight now, which. Maybe ten years before they couldn't have. Yes. So it's well that 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 that's where I think the speech they give Janelle Monet when she's in court trying to get permission to go and do engineering course mm. at a, at a, a um a college that is an a, a whites only college. Um, I I whether or, again whether or not that's accurate. I fi- I like the way she researched the judge, the way she pointed yes. out what it, what constituted firsts and achievements in American history before her. Yeah. You know, and 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 it, yes, it was completely on the nose, but I like it. Yeah. I thought it worked. Uh, uh, I thought that was. It, it... <laughs> Again, sometimes, as we've said before, with, 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 with the, the thing with real history uh, is that some, as a podcast, is that we love movies and yeah. we enjoy movies, and we 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 are caught in that space between 
being historians and being film fans and i'm not about to um i'm not about to set, you know put place one of those things above the other but I will go, okay, you need to make an entertaining film. This this is arguably maybe the best way of doing it. I feel like there's a really, really good balance between the fiction and the history. Yeah, and I think it's also the thing of we have both annoyed our partners and family by being like that that that's not how that happened this is this is how it happened kind of thing it's like me and jewelry because i was a jeweler for quite a while mm-hmm. and whenever like someone has gold armor on and i'm like no 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 because i know how soft gold is i know how quickly it can dent and apparently jack just eventually just went shut up <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of passionate thing again that we have and but we can still see these films for what they are which is good films and the things that they change are for a good reason it's for entertainment and it is also <sighs> commenting on what's happening today as well yes. because yes. I think this is such an important film for now uh, especially with what's going on in America and what is going on here in Britain um, to do with race and gender again uh, because those are still two fights that we are still fighting today and we shouldn't be, but we are. And it does feel like we take two steps forward, we have to take one back again and then we are making some movement but it's not always as much movement as we want. And it's just, I think a lot of historical film is commenting on what's going on now. Because film isn't made in a vacuum. It is made in times of, like, what's going on now. As I keep saying, like Brexit, anything Mm -hmm. that's being made now is going to be reflected in Britain, is going to have some sort of reflection on that. Because that's how... Even if you just completely ignore it, that's still a comment on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, agreed. And and actually, I think that's something we haven't talked about as much in previous podcasts. Yeah. Is the the need sometimes for the film to be a, a reflective of now, not just for profit, not just for 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 commercial reasons, <clears throat> because that's part of it. Film mm. is you know commercial entertainment. Uh, but also partly for artistic reasons, yeah. you know the the, the need to the, the, they're not just we, we we today is the lens through which we look at the past, and that's what we're doing here. Um, Seriously, we, the fact that Taji was not nominated for an Oscar is just ridiculous. Well. So. Yeah, but I, 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 my, my cynicism about the Oscars is something we can go into another time. Oh, that'd be uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so anyway, um, on that note, I think we've covered this really well. I haven't given a percentage. Um, I'm going to agree with you on sixty-seven point five. Yes. I think. <laughs> um, I think this is the first podcast where we've matched the number. Um, again, very, very tempted to, I was very tempted to, 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 to give it more on the historical side, but actually you're right. The blending and the need, the, the, the sort of the comp, the choices, they may be artistically valid. Yeah. 
but they do remove it, keep it just that, those steps removed from the history itself. See, this is also a thing, I think, with us. Out of us two, people would probably guess that I would be the one scoring the highest because I'm very optimistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seem to be always scoring lower. <laughs> well, I think that's because of the... I think you've... Um, I think it has to do with your recent studies. Yeah. So... But we should, but but yeah, we we can we can that will be a subject to carry on with in yes. future episodes. <laughs> on that note, uh, people can find our coffee links um, at our respective uh, social media profiles. You are on Twitter at Nadeska Kitty, and I am on Twitter at Hugh K David, as well as at Forty Eight Consultancy. We there is a Bunkerzilla coffee link that you can contribute to if you would like uh, as well. Um, and I believe them, uh, there's discussions around, possibly discussions around Patreon, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, yes. But thank and, you for listening. Uh, there is also our column that yes. is weekly-ish. Yes, um, that's true. So please read that and comment and let me know what you like, because it's mostly me writing. Although very yes. soon there's going to be, well, it would have Next happened week. last week. Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah. It'll have happened by the time this airs. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh is... Coming in for a special edition on Glory. Yes. So, yes. Thank you. Yes. All right. All right. On all those notes, then, thank you very much, everybody, and we'll thank catch you, you next for time. The great conversation. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. <laughs> right. To the next episode. Bye now. Bye.